Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. Today we focus on bones. Bones are something we don't really think that much about. We can't really see them, just their outline beneath our skin. They don't really cause us a lot of pain unless we break, bend, fracture, or bruise them in some way. But they're there, holding us up, shaping our looks, and helping us get where we want to go. But bones are sensitive to more than being damaged from the outside. We can hurt our bones from the inside, too. That's the focus of our show today. Our guest spent his medical career rummaging around in the great boneyard of the human body, and he's here to share what he learned along the way. Dr. Philip Reiswig is a semi-retired orthopedic surgeon and professor at Loma Linda University. Dr. Reiswig, welcome to Healthy by Choice. Well, I'm glad to be here. Let's begin at the beginning. Why bones and why you? Well, I think healthy bones have to do with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting that countries that have the highest intake of dairy foods have also the highest incidence of osteoporosis. So that your diet definitely is involved in the health of your bones. Now, Dr. Reisberg, I have to ask you a personal question here. Did you know that many, many years ago, decades ago, when you first started becoming a doctor? Did you know these things? Uh, not clearly, no, because at that time it was felt the more dairy products you ate, the better you were. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was not fully known that your bones were in relationship to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that is connected with diet and exercise and so on. All right, let's go back to the very beginning here. Where were you raised and uh, what was your life like before you became a bone doctor? Well, I was born and raised in North Dakota. As I tell people, I was born a carnivore. I was raised a carnivore. I was a practicing carnivore until I was about 35. Uh -huh. That's my background. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So you, you bought into what you now know is not exactly true, and that is that the, that the protein in animal products, that the, that the milk, these are, are building strong bones. You bought into that, and even as a surgeon, you were buying into that too, into decades into your practice. Generally true, but uh, as time went on, I gradually changed my lifestyle, but it took a while. Now, you changed your lifestyle. Why did you change your lifestyle? Did you have problems with your bones? Did you, did you learn that, that what you were doing was not good for your bones? And, and how did you learn that? From about age 35 on, I was a vegetarian. Uh -huh. And I thought I was doing fairly well until I decided, well, I think I'll finally go and take the CHIP program. Ah, yeah. Okay. But this was only about three years ago. Okay, all right. When I turned 65, I'm, just, I'm 79 and a half now. Uh -huh. My blood pressure went up, my cholesterol started going up, and I gradually started gaining weight. So I thought, well, in all the time, I thought I was doing well. Mm -hmm. And I 
knew Hans Deal, and I kept a little skeptical about his program and so on, but I decided to take it. And it really has helped me. When you say it has helped you, you're a doctor, Dr. Reiswig. You should know this stuff. Why didn't you know it already? Well, let me tell you something. I ended up being on three antihypertensive medications to reasonably control my blood pressure. I was on a beta blocker, a calcium channel blocker, an angiotensin inhibitor to control my blood pressure. Uh Well, during that time, no doctor ever talked to me about salt. Hmm. And when I went to the CHIP program, my eyes were finally opened. And as a result, I really became careful with my salt intake. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I've dropped two out of three of my antihypertension medications and only take half as much to one-fourth as much of the third, and my blood pressure is better controlled than ever. So that was a, been really helpful. In addition, without really dieting, I've lost 16 pounds. I was starting to develop a truberant abdomen. Mm-hmm. My abdomen is flat, and my cholesterol is very acceptable, and this is all without conscientiously dieting. And this is all within the last three and a half years or so? Is that what you're telling us? That's correct. Okay, so you went to CHIP when you were 76 years old, is that right? Yes. Okay, all right. So you just proved something that I, I, I like to ask people, is, this, is the CHIP program for young people? Is the CHIP program for old people? What kind of person needs to go to a CHIP? And the answer is you have to be just simply a person. Am I on the right track here? That's right, that's right. And you see... There's a lot of conflicting evidence going on out there now. Uh-huh. Time magazine came out yes, with, yes, with yes. butter on its front page and saying, have we been deceived all these years? <laughs> well, it may not be that saturated fats are the worst thing we have in our diet. There are other things that are worse. Mm-hmm. But as I tell people, we know that a vegan diet, if really carefully followed, can reverse coronary artery disease. Mm. Coronary artery disease has never been reversed by eating hard fats. So that you have to be careful what you're hearing and what you're seeing. And I think they're doing this society a marked disservice the way they're portraying this. Even respected public health journals have come out and said, be careful, careful. Because many of these studies are based on what's a meta-analysis. They take a bunch of studies, put them all together. So the people ought to be very, very careful. We know that you can reverse coronary artery disease by how you eat. Dr. Reiswig, in all of the time that you were a doctor... Did you hear stirrings of this? I am very curious about this. I'm not a doctor. I interview a lot of doctors, but I'm very curious about doctors and their lives. Did you hear stirrings of this over the past years? When did you first start hearing the fact that there's a connection between what we have on our plate and what happens in our coronary arteries? Oh, well, that's been going on for several years now. Uh But, you know, it's accepted, was accepted by various degrees of enthusiasm by physicians. Mm -hmm. Many physicians whom I know said, oh, nobody will ever follow that. Mm -hmm. Nobody will ever do that. And so they never talked to their patients about it. 
which is a real disservice because I know personally I have benefited greatly from this program. And I think that people should be informed. Of course, right now, there's a lot of information out there that is discouraging people. Mm -hmm. However, probably the worst thing in our diet is sugar. Hmm. Because the way sugar is metabolized, sugar is made up of sucrose and fructose. The sucrose is absorbed and goes to cells and metabolized. The fructose goes to the liver, ends up increasing our triglycerides, increasing our cholesterol, and makes a fatty liver. That is the devastating thing. Now, if you correlate coronary artery disease, you can correlate it with the changes in the refining of grains that occurred about the turn of the 20th century. Mm. That's when white flour came into being. And they took the healthy stuff, the bran, the wheat germ, and so on, and they took that away and ended up just with the endosperm, which is the white flour, and they sold the good stuff to pig farmers. <laughs> okay. So the pigs got healthy. <laughs> While the people got sick. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's sorry. right. <laughs> and, and so you can, you can correlate that quite closely yeah. with the, what happened to the refining techniques around the turn of the 20th century. So it's a total picture. But I think sugar and white flour is more damaging than saturated fats. Now, have we also seen, Dr. Reiswick, since you're an orthopedic surgeon, have we also seen the bones of human humanity being affected by these changes in diets over the last hundred and so years? Well, you can see osteoporosis has just escalated. Mm-hmm. And it's the way the, the phosphorus that you found in meats, that has to be excreted with calcium. Mm-hmm. And so it leaches the calcium out of our bodies. So that by decreasing the amount of phosphorus in our diet, you're less likely to excrete calcium. If several years ago, and this is even worse now, the average American was drinking 45 gallons of soft drinks a year. And they're high in phosphorus. So that was another way in which you were leaching calcium out of your bones. The body was trying to neutralize these phosphors by getting calcium from the bones to neutralize it, and then that flushes out of the system, but it leaves the bones high and dry, lacking in calcium. Yes, they do. Okay. Right. So then you hear an advertisement on television that says, drink milk because it does the body good. It's high in calcium. It, it, for strong bones, drink milk. Why did that not work? Well, uh, it's because of the protein in, in milk. Now, you have to be careful, too, See, mother's milk is the perfect food for children, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for babies. After that, it becomes questionable. So that there is no guarantee if you eat a lot of dairy products that you will protect your bones. Mm. So for a while there, while the child is growing, the very first growth spurt from from infant, uh, from baby to, to infant, that's where the milk and the material in milk does its best. But there comes a time when, what? Does the body then start being able to manufacture these things on its own and you don't need to have that mother's milk anymore? Well, of course, you, mother's milk only lasts so long. Yeah. But uh, no, you, there are other ways in which you can get your protein. 
I use soy milk. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a complete protein, and I just happen to prefer it, too. Yes. But it's a, it's a good source of protein. You know, you can get your calcium through broccoli and dark green leafy vegetables and so on. That is very, very important. Now, you see, you have to be careful. Food comes in a package. Mm-hmm. Food comes with minerals and vitamins and fiber and carbohydrates and fat. It comes as a package and is absorbed and metabolized as a package. Supplements, you have to be very careful about supplements. Mm-hmm. There is evidence that calcium supplements actually may harm you rather than do good for your bones. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the best way to get calcium is through what you eat. And certain green leafy vegetables and broccoli and almonds and so on are a good source of calcium. And as I said, it comes as a package with all the other important nutrients together, and that's much better absorbed by the body and much better utilized. So when we were kids, when we were babies, and we didn't have teeth, and we couldn't eat broccoli and and all these green things, we couldn't sit down and enjoy all these foods, mother's milk was it. But as soon as we start getting teeth, and we can start chewing and digesting and processing foods, then we need to move on to the the foods as grown. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes, food is grown. That is the thing. And that is, that's the signal, okay? Mm. So that you will end up without conscientiously dieting and fighting. You'll end up with normal weight, essentially, many people, normal blood pressure, and your cholesterol will be very ideal. And this is all done with food. This is not done with medicines. Right. There are certain questions about uh, statins, which are the rage. Yes. Now, it so happens that I cannot tolerate statins. Hmm. And a lot of people cannot tolerate statins. But you can achieves very similar results by what you eat. Hmm. Now, it may be there are certain people that are, do benefit from statins, especially middle-aged men who've had a heart attack. Yes, yes. They do seem to benefit. But the average person could get by without statins based primarily on what they eat. Well, Dr. Weisberg, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you more about bone health I know our listeners are wanting to know, what can I start doing right now to make my bones stronger? Because if they had the ability, like you do, to look inside and see what's happening with bones, they might be worried and they probably should be worried. So they'll want to know what they need to do starting today to build better bones. So we'll talk about that with Dr. Reiswig, semi-retired orthopedic surgeon and professor at Loma Linn University on our return. So stay right where you are. I've lost a thousand pounds. I like to tell people I always find them again too. Uh, I've struggled throughout my life with my weight. I've always been heavy. It's important to me that you know I stick around to see my grandchildren live a healthy life and life expectancy. And I've lived a very long time, very luckily. You know, I, I'm one of the typical examples of what you call uh, living by luck, not by choice. Through the Chip program, I have learned how to be a smarter shopper 
I spend time at the grocery store reading labels and comparing products as to which things are my healthiest choices. I learned how well nutrition can reverse many of the diseases that we have in our country. One of my blood pressure medicines uh, reduced by 50%. I expect uh, when I go back to the doctor, there will be even a further reduction. I've lost 47 pounds since I started. You know, I lost a lesser amount of weight during the first 40 days, but I've continued on since the TIP program. But during the program itself, my biggest uh, drop was in my cholesterol level. My cholesterol level was 205 before, it was 154 after. My triglycerides went down, my blood pressure stayed the same, uh, all my other factors went down. I think it's honestly helped our relationship. And it's more exciting to when we're walking around the track, we're talking and we're asking about our day, whereas we would have been sitting on the couch and like eating and watching Netflix or watching a movie together. So it's definitely, I think, brought our relationship stronger and, and, and in a more healthy way in numerous, I think, avenues. The biggest thing with Chip is that it's, it's a lifestyle that you can sustain because it's something you don't have to measure. You just do. We're not waiting till we're 60 and getting a stint in our heart, being diagnosed with some kind of high blood pressure or high cholesterol. We're trying to do this as a preventative thing, so we're choosing to be healthy, not waiting for a prescription. It's a lifestyle, it's not a diet. It's a way of living to be healthy, happy, and productive. Ready to make some changes in your life? Visit chiphealth.com. It's never too late to begin living the healthy life. chiphealth.com. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. We're here with Dr. Philip Reiswig. He's a semi-retired orthopedic surgeon. I've talked to more semi-retired physicians in my life. Do you guys ever just really retire or you just sort of go semi-retired forever? What's the, what's the deal with that? Well, it depends upon your individual situation. Yes, yes. I happen to be at the Veterans Hospital Loma Linda now. Uh-huh. I went over there at age 65 because they needed a chief in orthopedic surgery. Uh-huh. And, of course, I've relinquished that now. But it so happened that we had a major influx of veterans into the VA system, mainly because of the economic downturn. We've just been flooded so that, as a result, they still need us older physicians. And because I'm no longer interested in doing surgery and, and just happy to work in the clinic, that's where the great need is. They have plenty of the surgeons who are wanting to do the surgery, sure, but they're, they were short of people who are just willing to work in the clinic. And I'm one of those, is one of three actually. So I fit in and fill a, a unique niche in the system. Wow. So that's why at age 79 and a half, they still need me and want me. <laughs> well, so that, is, that is wonderful. And I'm, I'm sure that you are just providing a service there that they probably couldn't get anywhere else. And I, I like the fact that you want to continue providing this service for our veterans, especially because we're very proud of them. And let's talk there a little bit. As these veterans were flooding in, what seemed to be the problem with the bones? You're, you are a retired, semi-retired orthopedic surgeon. What were their needs and how were you addressing them? Well, the thing is, is that we do see a fair amount of osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Now, there are ways of preventing osteoporosis, but a lot has to do with lifestyle. Uh High-impact loading, such as walking or running, for the average person maybe walking, 
helps protect the bones. There's a signal that the impact loading has that signals your bones to continue laying down bone. Mm. So that, that is an important aspect of the prevention of osteoporosis. And then, of course, as we've talked about, you need to get calcium from your food, mm-hmm. not from supplements. Mm-hmm. And as I emphasized, if you, you, people can look up the source of calcium, but broccoli and dark green leafy vegetables such as kale and so on, and uh, almonds are sources that are rich in calcium. And that's the way to get your calcium, not from supplements and so on. So when you're out there uh, walking along briskly and you're pounding the pavement and you're swinging your arms, every one of those impacts, every one of those times your foot hits the ground and, and that vibration of shock goes through your body, you're basically telling your bones, Build more bones. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Wow. We know, for example, if you go to bed rest, your bones start leaching calcium right away. They start breaking down. So that activity and loading your bones is very, very important to protect them. And so then we also give them the calcium through the food we are eating, and we also protect our bones, I hear you saying, by what we do. Don't eat. Apparently, there are things that create that great exodus of calcium out of the bones. Tell us about those foods. Well, high phosphorus foods, especially soft drinks, Mm -hmm. they are just devastating in terms of your bone health Mm -hmm. because they're so high in phosphorus. And then when the kidneys excrete it, they match a calcium with a phosphorus, and then it's excreted. Mm -hmm. There's way too much drinking of, of uh, soft drinks, which are, are very unhealthy. So get your food naturally. Eat natural food. Get your calcium from good, healthy food. And that is the best way. And exercise, that's the best way to protect your bones. Now, I hear a lot of people talking about this acid-alkaline balance in the body. Is, does that play a part in your bone health as well? Well, sure it does. Sure it does. Protein tends to be more acidic because of the way it's broken down and excreted. Now, this is all protein or only certain kinds of protein? Well, just about all protein. Okay, all right, all right. See, that's why you don't need horrendous amount of protein intake a day. Mm-hmm. The way they set the standard was many years ago, they went in Germany and looked at the heavy laborers and, and analyzed how much protein they were taking, and that became the standard, which was ridiculous. It was way, way, way more than the average person needs. But protein is available. Almost all foods have some degree of protein. So the idea that you don't have to eat that steak to get the protein, that is a, that's viable. You don't have to eat the steak to get the protein. You can get it from other sources as well. Oh, yes, you can get it easily from naturally grown foods, especially the dark green leafy vegetables are very rich in calcium. And as I said, almonds and broccoli and foods, similar foods, are rich in calcium, and they're much more easily absorbed than calcium supplements. Let's just take a moment and talk about uh, some of the advancements we're making in bone health. You've told us how to do it from the inside out. Sometimes because of genetics, sometimes because of an accident or an injury, a bone needs to be manipulated. And I saw some videos on YouTube of people actually lengthening bones. Have you been doing that in the past? 
Well, I did a little, but then because I was older, I I quit doing it because Uh I was going to a place where that wasn't necessary. Yes, you bones can be lengthened. That is true. It's a it's a quite a process and so on. Yes. But uh, it can be done. So the good news is that no matter what our diet is, our bones will heal. But you're saying if we want to, from then on, make sure our bones are as healthy as they can be and possibly, possibly not break in the future because you don't have osteoporosis, not break in the future because they're not brittle, that's when the diet comes in and strengthens them to keep you from having the injuries. And can this diet then help Older people who have falls or uh, who have osteoporosis, can this kind of diet sort of help them along and keep their bones strong and keep them from breaking? Well, yes, but, you know, once you uh, really have well-established osteoporosis, you probably need some supplements like bisphosphonates, Mm. which inhibit the cell that breaks the bone down. Uh That's where you might need to come in because I'm not sure diet would work fast enough. Okay. Diet is best for prevention. All right. When it comes to bones, you're saying that diet is best for prevention. That's right. Okay. That's right. right. That's a, that's a good point. Diet and exercise. Okay. All right. Staying active. Those are the best ways to protect your bones. Well, you have given us a roadmap that we need to follow here in protecting our bones and keeping them strong and healthy. In the last minute and a half we have here of the program, Dr. Reiswig, again, outline for our listeners something they can start doing today. I mean, in the next hour, they turn the radio off after the program is over and they go do something. What is the number one thing they can do to help that strengthen the bones and build better bones? Number one, eat food as growing. Avoid processed foods. That's what you need to avoid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can get all the protein you need through uh, vegetable sources and look up the foods that are high in calcium, such as kale and similar dark green leafy vegetables, Mm -hmm. broccoli, almonds, and so forth. And you can get the calcium you need and stay active as you possibly can. If you can walk, walk and stay active and eat healthfully, and you will protect your bones. Well, I know one thing, Dr. Reiswig, after talking with you, when I go for my evening walk tonight and I'm just walking along that nice path over there or along the road, I'm going to be thinking about my bones and how every step I'm taking, every step I'm taking is building better bones. You give me some good motivation, Dr. Reiswig. Thank you. All right. Dr. Reiswig is a semi-retired orthopedic surgeon and professor at Loman University, and I really appreciate his words of wisdom today that he's provided for us. He is a chip graduate as of three and a half years ago, and he lost some pounds and he went off some medicines. He is a he is a visual aid for Chip, and I like it when a professional such as Dr. Reiswig shares that story with the world. So, Dr. Reiswig, again, thank you so much for being with us today, and we appreciate your words of wisdom and encouragement. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And listener, here's a website for you. It's www.chiphealth.com. Go to that website. Lots of resources there for your bones and all the rest of you, too. That's at chiphealth.com. And you can discover if a Chip program is coming into your area. If it is... 
Walk, run, get in your car, drive, whatever it takes, and go to that CHIP program because as Dr. Reiswig has discovered, it's not only good for your bones, it's good for your heart, it's good for your lungs, it's good for your liver, it's good for the whole part of you to attend CHIP. And that information is available for you right now at chiphealth.com. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Philip Reiswig inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org. 